Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. P with Mr. P Explorers, and you are here for a new episode of Mr. P's Rust Belt Mythology. A look at some of the craziness, zaniness, and weirdness that goes on all around the Great Lakes in the wonderful area that we call the Rust Belt. We're talking about ghosts, and demons, and cryptids, and weirdness, and UFOs, and you name it, it's fair game. It's that time of the year, it's Halloween time, and these stories are perfect for this time of year. So, hopefully you've enjoyed the last couple that we've done. We did one on the Nain Rouge, of course, the Red Dwarf of Detroit, and we've also done an episode on the Melon Heads of Kirtland, close to my hometown in Cleveland, Ohio. So, if you enjoyed those two, I hope you'll enjoy this one. Uh, if you haven't heard those yet, I will definitely include links to those in the description below. Check them out, and, uh, you know, enjoy. Um, today we're going to be heading to uh, the shores of Lake Michigan, okay, west of here, west of where I'm sitting right this minute. We'll be talking about a place called Gary, Indiana. Oh, Gary. Poor Gary. As you all know, I have spent lots of time, uh, many, many weekends, crawling through, documenting the ruins of, of Gary, this once bustling crazy industrial steel town on the shores of Lake Michigan, not that far from Chicago. Uh, Gary is completely without question one of the true horror stories of how far a city can fall because of greed and mismanagement. You know, these upper crust CEOs and industry bigwigs that, that ran U.S. Steel basically destroyed a local economy all in order to make more money for themselves in other countries with no OSHA rules. Right? No unions, much smaller paychecks, and, uh, you know, no oversight by anybody. Um, and they took all that with them and left ruin and misery in their wake. Uh, Gary is a wasteland. It's one of those true places that used to be, it used to be grand and well-funded city. This huge city with beautiful buildings and beautiful schools and the Palace Theater. All of these amazing things in Gary, um, you know, got laid to waste in the 1970s. Um, now, even though it was a great city back in the day, I will preface it by saying it was severely socially crippled due to a overly strict racist division. Uh, unfortunately, Gary had a lot of uh, situations where there was one side of town for one group and one side of town for the other, and you did not cross that, unfortunately. Uh, that's, you know, sadly, that's the way things were back in those days. Uh, the main drag, Broadway, uh, used to be this visual treasure. Right? The Palace Theater was there. All these great-looking stores and just, you know, it was once thronging with people shopping and going about their business. These days, it's a ghost town with almost every single building abandoned, boarded up, crumbling, rotting. Uh, there are buildings that you do not want to walk in for you will fall through the floor into the basement and possibly die. In some cases, the term ghost town, though, might even be literal. If you follow the local lore and you dig deep into some of the weirder things that go on along Gary's streets, uh, you know, these decrepit and melancholy streets. Uh, I like that word melancholy. It's a perfect way to describe Gary. On these streets, uh, if you do get around to doing some digging, you might just hear a tale of an event that took place a little over a decade ago. So this is a recent story. Uh, a showdown between unholy forces and the willpower of a terrified family who lived on one of Gary's back streets. Okay, we're going to talk about the account of the Gary Demon House today, also known as the Ammons House or the 200 Demon House, a house that was reportedly a severely haunted and demon-possessed home in the good old, already rough, and not needing any more trouble city of Gary, Indiana. 
this one's a crazy one. Uh, very controversial. Um, is it true? Is it not? I'll leave that for you guys to decide. I'll give you guys the facts as I know them. I did a little research for you guys. So here's the story. Uh, this case gained significant media attention. It was documented in various news articles, books. There was a documentary made about it that we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, it just adds another sketchy addition to the tale of Gary's long fall and, and train wreckish, uh, you know, direction from grace all right um gary's got a crazy story as a whole this one just adds to it so the story revolves around a local family who claimed to have experienced a series of paranormal and supernatural events in their rental home uh, on one of the side streets in gary uh the activities included unexplained footsteps strange shadows people and things levitating uh possession by demonic entities you know all of those all of those things that you you've seen in, in different movies right all that crazy stuff uh and it it, it, it began in november of 2011 um a woman named latoya ammons okay her mother rosa campbell and her three children who were then at the time age seven nine and twelve moved into a house at 3860 carolina street in gary indiana i have driven past this site um not even knowing, I've driven down Carolina Street, not even knowing that this had happened. I found out about this after the fact. Um, days after these people moved in to this house, they claimed that black flies swarmed the porch. And this was in December, you know, in the December time when it's cold, there are no flies. All right, black flies kept swarming the porch. And even though they they would kill them all and, and, and sweep the place out and clean it out, they would keep returning, even after the family believed everything had been taken care of. So, you know, these flies kept returning. That's usually a sure sign of demons about, in most cases. Uh, Campbell initially heard footsteps in the basement and would hear doors creaking, you know, things moving around when nobody was up, that kind of thing. You know, first, you know, who knows? an old house settling. Probably didn't think anything of it. Later, she alleged to have witnessed a shadowy figure of a man pacing in the living room and then found a boot print that would not go away on the floor. I'm assuming in the living room. Uh, she claimed she was choked by an unknown force. Ammons' 12-year-old daughter was claimed to have levitated above her bed unconscious during a sleepover with a friend. A friend came to sleep over and... Uh, she fell unconscious and began levitating, and it was said that they were to have to, they, they prayed until the girl returned to the bed, fell back down on the bed, and the daughter had absolutely no memory of the incident. The older son was allegedly thrown across the room by an unknown force, you know, just slammed up against the wall. The youngest son allegedly had his eyes roll back into the back of his head and was growling saying, it's time to die, and I will kill you, you know, that kind of stuff, which right there tells you, uh, you know, possible demons. Uh, the family reached out to their physician, you know, thinking maybe maybe the kids were sick, maybe there was something up. Uh, they contacted him. His name was Jeffrey Onyukwu. I think I'm getting that right. On April 19th of 2012, they brought him in, and he visited the house during the supposed haunting, and he noted that the behavior was delusional. Like, the whole family was acting delusional. Someone from his office contacted the police, and the police arrived. The children were taken directly to the hospital. And the older boy was described as acting rationally, while the youngest boy screamed and thrashed like he was possessed. And they could not hold him down. Doctors were trying to hold him down. Officers were trying to hold him down. And just it just got worse and worse as the evening went on. In 2012, the Department of Child Services was alerted to the family. 
DCS believed that the children were performing for their mother. They actually believed that their children were, were, were putting this on. The mom had put them up for this. Um, there were sensational stories. You know, Once the media found out, they were publishing in such outlets such as the New York Daily News. And they reported that DCS personnel had allegedly witnessed the youngest boy walking up the wall backwards. Again, remember the source here, the New York Daily News. Not exactly known for its you know, top-notch uh, you know, journalism. Now, the 37-year police captain from Gary, a guy named Charles Austin, believed that paranormal activity certainly occurred in the house. He was there. He saw things happen. Uh, his, he testified that this, thing, this was going on. A photo published by the Indianapolis Star claimed to show a shadowy figure when no one was home. According to the story, the police drove by, took a picture of the house, and there's this figure in the window. Nobody was home. So, the family hired a, a, a professional person to handle this, Father Michael Maginot, to perform an exorcism. And he showed up, he interviewed the family on April 22nd, 2012, and concluded they were being tormented by demons, in quotes. And he eventually performed three exorcisms, two in English and one in Latin. I'm not sure what the difference would be or why that would make a difference, but... Apparently it does. If you know, let me know. I have no clue why English would be different than Latin. Uh, one exorcism was performed on Latoya Ammons, okay, mom. Uh, the Ammons family moved to Indianapolis in 2012, after which the events were said to have stopped. Um, they moved, never had any problems ever again after that. Now, let's get to the skeptics here. All right, the physician we talked about. Uh, Anyukwu had been skeptical of the entire incident and failed to witness any paranormal incidents. Okay, he said these people were delusional. Um, in his medical notes, he writes that the, the, the delusions of ghosts in the home and hallucinations. Um, the children had a history of irregular school attendance with a complaint filed against mom in 2009. The kids weren't showing up to school. They weren't there regularly. Mom got blamed for that. In 2012, she blamed her children's continued irregular attendance on demons. Demons were making this happen. The kids didn't want to leave, or they were possessed, or just bizarre behavior was keeping them from going to school. Uh, an investigator, a skeptic called Joe Nickel, uh, basically said that the police chief, Charles Austin, was an admitted, admitted believer in the supernatural, including ghosts. So this guy uh, believed in this stuff, so that might have lent him to, 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 to believe it, even if it wasn't true. He was seeing things maybe that weren't there. Uh, he reported that the photo published by the Indianapolis Star and captioned, it was captioned, photo by Hammond police, was, according to the Hammond police chief, not an official photo and was not taken by Hammond police authorities. I'm not sure why Hammond police would have been there since this was Gary, Indiana. Hammond is the city to the west of that. So I don't know why that would be either. Nickel also interviewed a number of witnesses and concluded that there were a number of non-supernatural explanations for the claimed events. So a lot of this stuff got debunked. The landlord who owned the house, a guy named Charles Reed, stated he had never experienced any supernatural events at the house. Uh, his prior tenants also claimed to never have such experiences. At the time, uh, Mom Ammons was behind on lease and used the claim paranormal activity to avoid payment. She's like, hey, demons, we got demons, I can't pay the rent. Uh, the tenant who moved in after Ammons had not noticed anything either. So Reed believes the events were a hoax. The children were interviewed by psychologists, and several professionals concluded that the kids were acting deceptively in accordance with their mother's beliefs. That's in quotes there. All right, so these kids were, were doing what mom basically said to do, like act like this, act crazy, um, do this when we go to the, see the doctor. 
Uh, a psychologist named Tracy Wright noted that the youngest son acted possessed whenever he was challenged or was asked questions that he didn't want to answer. Normally, he was fine. If he asked, got asked questions he didn't want to answer, he went berserk. Uh, the events in the Gary Demon House are very controversial and have sparked debate and skepticism. Uh, paranormal and investigative communities are split on it. Some believe the claims made by the Ammons family, and others argue that the events had, you know, real-life explanations. Mental health issues, just right-out lying to get attention, who knows. Uh, the house itself has been demolished since then, but the story of the house, the, the Gary Demon House, remains a subject of interest among those who are interested in the paranormal and the unexplained. People still are researching it, people still come to Gary to do, you know, to come by the, the site where the house used to be. Uh, countless people have cruised past the former house, myself included. I've been past it once after the demolition. I've been past the site, uh, you know, and people go there trying to catch some kind of vibe uh, of the supposed horrors that used to exist on the land. And I'm, I, I don't know if anybody's ever picked up anything or done any anything on the property since then. Uh, in 2014, though, Zach Baggins. You guys probably know who he is, right? Paranormal investigator, actor, television personality, museum operator, author, and principal host of the Travel Channel series Ghost Adventures actually bought the house for $35,000 cheap and, uh, and then demolished it in January of 2016. He, between, between him buying and demolishing, he filmed an entire documentary inside the house entitled Demon House, and it was released uh, in March of 2018. Um... Some people, you know, I, I've seen the documentary. I don't know. Uh, as much as Ghost Adventures is is interesting to watch, it can be kind of sensational. Uh, Dread Central Steve Barton called it one of the most compelling documentaries on the existence of the supernatural that I've ever witnessed, in quotes. All right? That was one guy's opinion. Um I don't know, you know, I mean, it's, whenever you watch anything uh, that Ghost Adventures does, there's always some, some added, you know, maybe, maybe not. Uh, Los Angeles Times reviewer, a guy named Noel Mur uh, Murray, called the film Hooey. I love that word. Hooey is like the best thing to call something that's fake. Hooey. I love that word. Uh, according to skeptical investigator Kenny Biddle. Yeah, there's a guy named Kenny Biddle. Uh, he basically says the film has been characterized as pseudo-documentary, meaning it was filmed in documentary style, but doesn't really portray real events. So in this story, you'll have to look at the findings. You'll have to dig for it. And they're out there. If you want to read about the, the Gary Demon House, there's all kinds of stuff on the internet. Uh, read both sides of the story and make the call for yourself. But honestly, having been to Gary multiple times, I would not at all be surprised if more than a few true demons weren't nesting in that sad, sad town, preying on the downtrodden and defenseless people who attempt to stay above water there, right? Grasping for better life, but never able to reach it. That's kind of how Gary is. That's a perfect place for demons to prey uh, on people if they're there. So who knows? Is this true? Is it not? Couldn't tell you. Um... You'll have to make that sort of, you know, so you have to figure that out for yourself. Um, and again, uh, the place is gone now, so I don't know that anybody can really go and get any kind of evidence anymore. It's, it's kind of a, do you believe the story or don't you? Uh, was mom really possessed? You know, were these kids really possessed? Or, um, you know, is it a bunch of bullshit? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's the fun thing about this story. It's kind of up to you. You guys think about it. You come up with a conclusion on your own. So, that is the story of the Gary Demon House. So, hopefully you enjoyed that. 
All right, so I'll leave you guys with that. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about an interesting story from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We'll be talking about the Green Man of Pittsburgh. Who is the Green Man? Well, you'll just have to tune in and find out. Thursday, we will have our normal episode of Mr. P's Tales from the Road. You're not going to want to miss that one because we're talking about a delightfully decrepit neighborhood in Cleveland, Ohio, in East Cleveland, Ohio, known as Chapman Avenue. If you've never heard of Chapman, oh, you're in for a cool story. So drop by on Thursday and check that out. Uh, Other than that, that's all I got, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I will see you then. Have a good one. This is Mr. P signing out.